I'm so beautiful. You guys come really early on Sundays, always dressed to perfection with a shower. Um, I mean, they're always matching and ready to give you the best so that we can praise God and worship God. So thank you, worship team, for the awesome job that, that you are doing. I also wanted to mention that on Tuesdays, we have a special support group. Uh, it's a very unique group because it is not like the life group that we have on Thursdays. The support group that we have is geared towards people who find themselves, you know, having emotional problems and how to overcome those emotional problems. And we uh, learn tools uh, so that we can come out of those negative situations. It's only one hour. If you know anybody who is struggling emotionally and would like to belong to a part of, of a group that it's very encouraging and always, you know, learning strategies and tools, please let us know. Okay? So this morning, I want to take you back to Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 27. And I want to speak to you on the subject of a question, what do you want? What is it that you want? And I want to get a couple of uh, scriptures, you know, from the last topic. And Malathy, uh, can you do this sign when I have 10 minutes? And then when I have five minutes, when I have one minute, and when it's time to, to stop. I want to be respectful of your time because I want you to know that we start on time and we finish on time. So uh, Matthew chapter 24, uh, 25, verse 14 to 27. So last week I was mentioning to you that uh, one-third of Americans in the United States feel that they are dissatisfied with their life right now. One-third, that means 100 million people in this country do not feel happy with their life. They don't, they don't feel like there's a purpose, a vision, a mission for why they are here, you know, on earth. One of my passions when God called me into the ministry was, number one, I wanted to preach the gospel of Jesus, salvation to people. But after salvation, my second calling as a part of the, the ministry calling that God has given me is to preach, to share, to teach people how to reach their full potential in Christ. Because do you know that one day we will face God? One day you will be face to face, you know, with him. And the question that God is going to ask you is, when you come in into heaven, of course, you know, you're going to be very happy and excited. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this street's made of gold. And Jesus, you're so beautiful, awesome. And you'll see, you're going to see the Apostle Paul. You're going to see Moses. Uh, you're going to see Mary. You're going to see Esther. You're going to see Elijah. You're going to see Jesus. I mean, this is going to be a party. But when you, before you get into the party, guess what? Jesus is going to ask you, what did you do with the potential I gave you on earth? Yes, you are welcome to this party. My son died for you, but what did you do for me? Are we just going to show up in heaven and say, well, Jesus, uh, you know, I mean, I, I just made it. You know, you, sh you should thank me for me being here. Uh, no, uh, I want to prepare you guys, you know, for that day because God has given you potential. God has given you gifts. God has given you a calling. Each one of you has a calling. Each one of you has a mission. Each one of you has a vision. And it is our responsibility to find out what it is 
that God has called us to do on this planet. So I want to take you back to uh, Matthew chapter 25. I'm just going to share you know, about three to four points, but I want to read the scripture. And it says, starting on verse 14, remember that chapter 24, the disciples were asking Jesus about what, what's going to happen. Give us a sign when, when the rapture, when, when your second coming is like this, this close, Jesus tell us. What's it going to be like, you know, in the future? And Jesus answered by giving three parables and draw lessons from there. And the second parable is this one. So developing your full potential. Potential. Verse 14 says, again, this is Jesus speaking. It will be like a man going on a journey who called his service and entrusted his wealth to them. The one he, to one he gave five bags of gold, to another one two bags, and to another one... Uh, one bag, each according to his ability, then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. Verse 17, so also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The men who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The men with the two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold uh, came and he said, master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man. Harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. So here is what belongs to you. Let's pray. Father God, uh, we thank you for your word. I pray, Lord God, that these few minutes will be uh, a calling to all of us, Lord Jesus, uh, to develop our full potential. To develop, Lord God, the gifts, the talents the mission, the vision that you have established for us on this planet. Um, not just be saved, Lord God, but also what we can do to others through our personal development. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I want to make, um, I just want to focus on the last man. You know, you know the story. The last man, um, if you compare the last man with the first two men, the Bible says that the first man, when he got the five bags of gold, uh, the, this translation of the Bible translates that word at once. So he got the bags of gold, he turned around, and he went and put his money to work. The second man, the same thing, the Bible, the Bible says, and so also did the other man. He got the bags of gold at once, turned around, and started working his money. Another translation of the Bible uses the word immediately. After they receive it, they turn around, they left, and started to work on the money that their master had given them. But the third man, 
Uh, he didn't do anything, you know, with the potential, with the money, with the resources, you know, that the master had given to him. And I, I believe at the end of the chapter, if you read, the master is very disappointed. The master is very discouraged to see that this person who had one bag of gold was not able to reproduce what he had given to him. If you read at the end of the chapter, you will get a sense that the master is frustrated because this man did not use the greatest gift that God has given to human beings. Besides salvation, God has given you imagination. He did not use his imagination. He was not able to ask anybody for ideas. He didn't go right away to the bank and show up and say, hey, hey guys, uh, I just got this money from my masters. Give me ideas. How can I invest this money? He didn't do anything. He didn't read any books. He didn't talk to friends. He didn't look for a mentor. He didn't have a coach. Uh, he just, the Bible says that he said that he was afraid. So he dug a hole in the ground. He hid the money and he lived like his life like that. And the master wasn't pleased when that happened. So my question for you is, Agape Church, what do you want for your life? What do you want for this church? What do you want for your future? What are you doing with the potential that God has given you? I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you come from. I don't care your background. I don't care how many sins you have committed. God has given you salvation and has given you a calling and a mission not only to be successful on earth, but use what the Lord has given you so that you can reach out to others. There's no limitations. There's no limitations on what God can do in your life, but what are you doing with the part that you are supposed to be doing? I want to say it. I want to talk about the context that we live in in this country. And the number one thing I want to tell you is that getting things for your life, getting what you want, is simple. Now, notice that I'm not saying it's easy. Getting what you want in life is simple. If you, if you have diabetes, you know, for example, and if you want to cure your diabetes, you can easily go to any bookstore, find 10 books from credential experts about how to live your life uh, in a way that you beat diabetes. If you want to start a business, you know, you can talk to a mentor, you can talk to the small business administration office, they will give you a mentor for free that can help you start a business plan with any crazy idea that you have uh, to start a business. If you want to start a hospice center, uh, you can go online and Google how to start a hospice center and provide those services. And you will come across so many resources, so many people who have written, you know, about the subject. And you can get that information so that you can work on what God has given you so that you can start. If you want to go to Africa and you want to start a school in Africa, you can also Google there how to start a ministry in Africa, how to start a hospital in Africa, and you will find at least 1,000 blogs about people who have already done it, who are doing it right now, and you can read about their plans. So whatever you want to do in life, whatever you need to do in life, the information is already available for you. We are living in the most amazing era. I mean, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have YouTube videos, we have so many, so much information available for us that it's, and I was joking about it, you know, the last week that I think, in my opinion, 
uh, that when you go to heaven and when Jesus asks you, what do you do with your full potential? And if you said, I'm sorry, Lord, nobody taught me how to do it. I think he will literally tell you, you could have Googled it. I mean, it was so easy. <laughs> you could have find information how to serve God. Type it, boom, enter, go. And they'll give you so many ways on how to serve God. That easy. If you're feeling lonely, you can even date online. You can, you know, you can get uh, into one of those websites and you can choose people that you want to marry. You can choose the height, the weight, the background, professional level, uh, eyes color. I mean, you can choose, you name it. I haven't done that and I'm not endorsing it, but I heard that some people do it. There's even Christian sites, you know, that do that. I mean, whatever you feel, whatever you do, um, why are you not doing what you are supposed to do in with your life and developing the full potential that God has given you? So if you have the connections, if you have the resources, I think it all comes down to one word. And please don't panic because this is a word that I hear all the time. People use it all the time. People say it all the time. People at work say it. People at school say it. People on the street say it. Uh, even people in church say it. And that is the F word. Yes, the F word. You know what the F word is? Fine. You guys thought it was another word? No. People use it all the time. Do you know that in some countries, when you go and ask people, hey, how are you? People will tell you, oh, I'm not doing well. I'm doing bad. And then people start talking to you, oh, why are you doing bad? Oh, just because, you know, uh, I have problems, you know, with my parents. I have problems, you know, with my wife. I don't know what to do. And then people tell you, well, have you talked to your pastor? Have you looked for a counselor? Have you looked for a therapist? Uh, why? We are all used to using the word fine all the time. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Really? Hey, how's everything going? Oh, fine. How are you? Have you noticed that when you ask people, hey, how are you? They answer so quickly and respond with a question. It's like they want to avoid talking about their life for themselves. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? You know, they ask you so fast. So we are so used to uh, having that word in our lives and as a everyday, you know, vocabulary that we get scared, we get afraid of sharing what is really happening in our lives. But it's not that easy. You know, the bigger issue with saying the word fine is that when you say the word fine, the word fine, you say it. To yourself. That thing that you want in life, the full potential that you're not reaching, you have convinced yourself that you're fine with the type of life that you have right now. And if you think about it, you know, saying the word I'm fine, it actually sounds a little genius because if you say I'm fine, um, you don't actually have to do anything about it. You don't have to work, you know, to solve that problem. When I want to start conversations, uh, because I'm very passionate about people reaching their full potential in Christ, I go to local coffee shops, you know, very often. And when I am sitting in a coffee shop, 
I usually bring a book that, that I feel, okay, this will be a good book, you know, to show up so people talk to me. So what I usually do is I get a book, you know, let's say I, I read uh, from good to great, you know, from Jim Collins. Um, I go to this coffee shop and I start reading like this. You know, like if, you're, if you guys start sitting in front of me, I get the book and I start reading like this. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I go like that. Wow, good is the enemy of great. Cool. And then I look at people and they're all reading my book, you know, watching me. And I literally, about four weeks ago, I was reading a book on life coaching. And two people, two young professionals came to me. One said, once you started talking, you know what, me and my boyfriend, we just had an argument right now. He's in the other corner. I'm here. I don't know what to do. And I, I started, you know, listening to her, and uh, we, we talked, you know, for like 20 minutes. And another young professional literally passed by my table, saw my book, and said, do you have time to listen to my life story? And I said, sure, sure. She was a student from Pasadena City College. So do you know that just living with fine, it's not enough. If you read the scripture uh, of the verses, you know, that we read, you're going to notice something very, very cool when Jesus was talking about the men who received the bags of, of gold. It says that the men, verse 16, the men who had received fives of gold went at once. And then verse 17, so also the one with two bags of gold gained two more right away. Another translation of the Bible says immediately they went. What is that? They had a sense of urgency for doing what their master had in charge in their life. And sometimes we don't have that sense of urgency, you know, even for ourselves. Here's one fact, you know, that I want to share with you. Do you know that you are very special? Do you know that uh, the, the scientists, you know, they crack the numbers and the odds, let's pick someone, um, let's pick Pastor Henry. The odds of Pastor Henry being here today, which today is a special day for Pastor Henry, we'll tell you in a little bit. Some of you didn't know it, but the odds of Pastor Henry being here, sitting down at the chair where he is, at this church, being born to the parents that he was born is one in 400 trillion. You are so unique that nobody has exactly your DNA. Nobody has the same fingerprints. You are so unique that you are one person in a 400 trillion. That's so many zeros. You are fantastic. You are created into the image of God. And God has given you something that you can start working. You may have five bags. You may have two bags. Maybe you have only one bag. But it's time, you know, to start working it out. And what is it that we do? Sometimes, you know, in the morning. I bet you some of you today in the morning. Maybe I'm wrong. But maybe today in the morning, you know, the alarm went off. And you remember, oh, I have to go to church. Uh, it's, uh, so church starts at 10. The alarm is, you know, sounding at uh, 9, and, and you hit this news button, and you are like, oh, 
I'm just wanting 400 trillion, but I'm just going to sleep a little bit more. And you stay there. Sense of urgency. Um, and I want to finish with this. There's another fact that I want to share with you about changing. Anytime that you want to change something in your life, this is a fact. You are never going to feel like it. Changing is hard. Changing is tough. It's not easy. So whether you want to pray, and, and please don't feel guilty if we, because I totally understand everybody, you know, it's a different level, you know, when it comes to their relationship with God. Um, I don't get offended, you know, when people tell me I don't feel like praying, you know, or I don't like praying um, because I want you to be honest, you know, with who you are. We don't want you to fake it. Uh, church is for people who want to improve and who want to be better and who want to have a better relationship with God. Church is not for those who are perfect. Church is for those who are imperfect. But every time you want to do like a new habit, you want to change something about your life, you're not going to feel like it. That's why one of the things that we need to do is another fact is that you need to force yourself to do things. Sometimes if you don't want to pray, uh, just get on your knees and just start praising God. And tell God, God, you know, this is the way I feel. Please give me love for prayer. Give me more love for you. Even the disciples ask Jesus, Jesus, help us to have faith. We don't have enough faith. Help us. Teach us how to pray. We don't know how to pray. Teach us how to pray. They were honest. You know that God has created our bodies in such a way so awesome that our brain is wired to send you signals when you need something in your body. For example, if your body needs energy because you have killed so many calories like in a given time and you need to replace, you know, that energy, what do you feel? Hungry. That's right. You're feeling weak. Oh, you need to eat. Um, if you feel like dehydrated, what, what do you feel? You feel thirsty. Exactly. If you are really, really tired because you work so hard during the whole day and you show up home and you want to go to bed, what do you feel? Sleepy. Exactly. So that's how your body functions. And I truly believe that when we feel dissatisfied in our lives, it's because we're missing something. We are missing the full potential that God has called us to have. Agape Church, I want to encourage you today that, you know, there's, there's another fact that I was reading the other day. Um, and it takes 33 milliseconds for your face to make a facial expression. You can literally go from like smiling to being angry like in 33 milliseconds. A lot of uh, scientists call that activation force. The Bible calls it a sense of urgency immediately. Whatever you need to do right now, let's do it immediately. Please don't wait until next week, next Sunday, uh, or next message. You know, if you need to start improving or doing something today for God, for you, for others, don't hide that bag. Let's work it out. If you don't know how to do it, here's Pastor Henry, a man of experience. We can give you ideas on how to work that out, but don't stay the same. Let's pray. 
Father God, I thank you today, Lord God, for this awesome opportunity that we have. You have called us to develop our full potential. You have called us, Lord God, to serve you. You have called us, Lord God, to do great things. You even said it in John 14 that we could do even greater things because you were going to heaven. But Lord, a lot of times we just get used to being okay. We get used to being fine. We get used to being okay with what we have. But the Bible says that we are more than conquerors. Whatever we need to start changing today, Lord God, help us to do it right now. Just like those two men, Lord God, as soon as they receive those talents, those bags, the first two men, the Bible says that they at once, immediately, suddenly, rapidly, they went and started working on what God had given them. But the last man, he was afraid of working his potential. I pray, Lord God, that we will not limit you because that's not who you are. You're a great God. Whatever we are, Lord God, in life right now, whether we need to improve, uh, whether we need to change, whether we need to take steps to overcome an addiction, I pray, Lord God, that we will do it immediately. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.